in action. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I guess um, I'll kick it off by uh, saying what we're we're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, what our thought process was on it. So, uh, Marla and I were visiting the other day and just started having interesting conversations and thought, man, it'd be cool to record some of this and maybe share it with people. And, um, you know, that's one of my favorite parts of training is yeah. when we do open discussion and round table and you just start kind of uh, going down a path and then someone says something and you turn and you get into another subject and I love those kind of conversations. It seemed like everybody did though. And yeah. There's a lot of feedback that we had from the last training was the kind of interaction you could get from everybody uh, with a smaller group where yeah. that sparked more conversation. And yeah. More. yeah, the smaller group was, I think people were more comfortable to kind of talk in a smaller group. I think too, like you get to know people better, and mm -hmm. you, when you have that comfortability, you can go, yeah. "Hey, um, I feel a little more comfortable to talk." And then your peers kind of you start build relationships a little yeah. bit better. Everybody has; they can spend two or three, four, five minutes talking. But if everybody did it in a group of fifty, you don't have enough yeah. time. So, yeah. yeah, we have to keep exploring that. You know, ways to do it. You know, even through whatever the I don't know how we do the video every week, but some ideas around that would be cool yeah um, one thing I saw that West Branch did which was a Jesse Jesse's tip of the week kind of yeah. thing or you know technical question of the week and so that'd be something interesting that where you're still keeping it small and yeah creating an engagement where people can kind of do that and maybe that's through slack or email or whatever where you can kind of create those small groups of mm -hmm communication even though especially right now we can't really everybody come together and meet yeah well I, I, I don't know if Jesse was the generate that idea or how that came out but shout out to whoever did that because you know I was working on that Illinois presentation I actually shared that in the presentation that how to uh, create a uh, foster a uh, I used the word culture in that presentation a lot but a, of a technical mindset mm -hmm. and something new that we were doing is that we're sending out these scenarios and everyone gets to contribute to what they do to solve that scenario yeah. so I mean I, the other thing I saw was Bobby did that too yeah and Bobby did it and, um, but I shared like, that with you? a bunch of people in Illinois now so it may start <laughs> something new yeah <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool too and then you just getting the responses back to is is you know, that's the point. One of the points is creating engagement for everybody, mm -hmm. especially like, not you know, I don't know that the out of town people are as affected by not being able to come to the office and you know engage with people as much because they that's all not they necessarily don't have an office. But yeah, and we're back. Yeah, <laughs> all right, we're back. Sorry, we had that had a interruption, technical difficulty, and so kind of where were we? Where did we leave off? Ah, uh, good question. I was, I've already answered a couple emails while you're doing that. My Same. mind went somewhere else. So, um, uh, we were Howard, talking about, I think, our purpose of, of our vision of doing this and the fun, the smaller groups. Right. Creating that uh, kind of culture of um, engagement mm -hmm. and trying to replace some of that where, you know, some of these out of town guys didn't have it before, but yeah. you, know, you don't get as many touches to come engage with people at the office where whether it's you know you have to turn paper, paperwork in and you get to see some of the girls in the right. office and have that that relationship interaction so that's kind of what the point hopefully of this and the video every week is really to to do better at give some connections and engagement yeah it's tough i mean it's tough in this day and time you yeah. know i'm 
I guess I'm getting old. I'm old man, and it's hard for me to adapt to that, you yeah. know. But younger folks like yourself, I mean, that's kind of what you've grown up in, and more and more. It's still so. difficult. I mean, you have, you know, technicians and and people in the company like you, like you just said that are of all different age and mm -hmm. and you know, even though someone might be older, they might be more savvy to technology than. Um, than some younger people even then and so that's that's tough and so my mindset is the video is like oh it's gonna fix everything we're gonna yeah. and not, not that anything's broken but it's gonna help bridge this gap on, that we have and then it's still you get people that don't watch the video or yeah. that you know maybe don't watch the whole thing so I started digging into the analytics and you're right there's like I mean some of them that have the most views they're still only watching 80% of the video and that's something so, to share with everybody so yeah. you can see um, exactly how long the average person looks at it yeah. and how many people are looking at it. But that's what's funny is that you knew about that and I didn't. Oh, really? <laughs> like, we had that conversation. I was like, oh, I had no idea to go look at the analytics. Um, and so I started looking into it. It was very interesting to see what, uh, you know, what yeah. that be interesting to see what the analytics on this is, like zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me, you, and I just talking. Yeah. Uh, but um so i guess i know i think we both had some ideas around what to talk about or how to start we yeah. got off to a good start but i'll tell you something interesting so i just you know how my day flows always is interesting mm -hmm. um where um you know you want i may be talking about birds one morning and you know two hours later i'm dealing with army worms like this morning and Jerry Jerry came in with a uh, little Ziploc bag with a moth in it. And, uh, you know, I mean, my understanding is that there's few people who can really are good at malls because there's so many different mm -hmm. kind of malls. And so I kind of took a wild stab and said, fall army worm moth. And we Googled it. And, I mean, I feel 75 plus percent that that's what it was. So the customer had asked him um, or, or relayed to him that when he turns the lights on, the moths fly away. I was like, oh, you know, I, I kind of discounted that. Like, that doesn't sound right. I figure most moths are light attracting. Mm -hmm. So we pull up a, a research paper and start reading through it. And um, um, I revisited after lunch just a minute ago because I didn't have time, but got into it and found where um, when the female's laying eggs, if a sudden light comes on, she stops laying eggs and leaves and so um that paper was from 1928 we were able to oh, find so that yeah <laughs> find that answer from 1928 and i just felt you know how yeah. interesting that is how your day flows and you can look into um you know answers to questions like i didn't know that i thought they would be light attractant for sure yeah. you know well i think that's cool too it kind of goes back to that wanting to create a a culture of like a technical mindset too mm -hmm. where you like took the time to figure that out and it really wasn't that hard it was just took a little bit of time right? yeah it was it wasn't like you needed some expert to go to do it so I think that's uh, Jerry more stuff too. like that where techs realize like hey you have all these tools at your disposal to to find the right answers or, yeah you know yeah if I, I, I probably um, one hundred percent positive. I wouldn't be near as good as uh, efficient or effective 
before Google. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to have to look into books. I don't even know if I still got one. It's in my lab, but you know, the malice is literally like that thick and that's where you'd find your answers. That yeah. You didn't have Google and internet. Yeah. So. I will say Jerry too, uh, when we pulled up that paper, I was trying to read through it and he said, well, I could have done that. And I was like, um, or I think he said, you're busy. You don't have to, do that. I could do that. And I was like, no, I want to know now, yeah. you know, you got <laughs> yeah. my interest up. So. Yeah. I think it's the it's fun when you get the pest ID when people actually engage with that and go hey mm -hmm. what's this or even Darius has been like hey yeah, these are fire ants <laughs> this is cool like, yeah he's getting knows, to see some fire ants he already stuff, knows isn't? what it is but I think he really enjoys the finding fire ant mounds and, and getting rid of them so yeah um, so that's fun to see that kind of channel I think that's what it really was for was for pest ID if something mm -hmm. stumps you it's a way to reach out and go hey what's going on what is this yeah. Hey, here's a pro tip for everybody on fire ants is when we're treating the fire ants, we shouldn't be disturbing the mound any more than we have to because mm -hmm. um, the workers will grab those queens and exit them out. They have exit holes or escape tunnels, you know, and and so um, that, that's a little pro tip. I shared that with Darius too because I know it's also you like <laughs> to see all the ants running and you want to yeah. make sure you're getting them, but it's better not to disturb them if you can when you're using non-repellents for sure. Yeah. So, but. So what'd you have for lunch? Uh, Freddy's. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had leftover good. chicken salad. So. <laughs> hey, it was probably better for you than what I had. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think we got a lot of, um, we could do a lot of different things with this. Yeah. If I don't know how interesting it'd be. We want to make it interesting, but it's fun to do and uh, other people well, could contribute to this too. Yeah. Know? I mean, so I don't know if you want to be done or... Uh, no, not really. I mean, um, I did want to share a story. I mean, I also want to make this positive and informative. Mm. And um, so I was telling you, I was on that Illinois conference, and it was a virtual conference. Um, and uh, so I listened to all the other speakers, and one of the speakers was a... Um, I don't remember what government agency he worked for, but it is protecting patents around... The United States mm -hmm. and, and the gist of his talk was um, illegal chemicals being shipped into the United States they're they're fake chemicals so really um, it was really interesting because he had a lot of photographs of uh, chemicals that had almost exact labels but you would see a little thing that uh, they're finding that um, the manufacturers are starting to hide little things on their containers or some or in their labels to try to hide or, or try to throw off the counterfeiters. Oh yeah. And one of the thing was on roach bait, where the you put the uh, tip on the roach bait, mm -hmm. the counterfeit was just smooth circle with the little nipple that screws on. Mm -hmm. um, whatever roach bait that was actual had a, like a star in that circle that was just hidden, so you know the counterfeiters wouldn't know it. But but what really got me is uh, he at the end of his presentation he. Um, uh, talked about he was trying to really drive home the severity of some of these products and it really correlated to um, you don't know what you're getting I mean these chemistries are coming in from around the world they're not real they're not what they say they are they may be labeled like phantom was actually one of the products he showed that was being counterfeited and um, uh, one of the guys the story that he told was uh, a guy worked in our industry and uh, was having some remodel work done in his house. He went home at lunch to check on the guys remodeling and the guy that was 
heading the crew up, start asking them questions about, hey, man, can you give me some stuff for whatever roaches? It was German roaches. And so uh, he finally kind of bowed down and said, yeah, okay, I'll give you something if you'll knock some money off my deal, right? So um, he goes out to his truck and he pours what he thinks is Phantom. He had a container labeled Phantom into a uh, Sobe water bottle and gives it to that guy. Well, that guy goes sets it on a workbench. At lunch break, one of his workers comes over and drinks it, takes a sips of it, immediately spits it out, but uh, two weeks later is dead. There's, there's no antidote for him, nothing he could do. And that the, the pest technician that did that is in jail. He's, he's spending long term in jail for doing that, for, yeah. um, involuntary manslaughter, but all of us have been asked, hey, can you give me some stuff? Can you And you think, all right, well, if they misuse it, I might get in trouble, I might get a little fine, but you don't know how they misuse it. Yeah. You know, if somebody dies, that comes back to you. And yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it's real scary. It really drove been, like, wow. I've always been too paranoid. If someone ever asked me, I'd go, nah, that, it's not mine to give. And, you know, not just that, I don't want to be. I don't well, I think the that's the message we need to share is that, uh, hey, just just have a, a canned response. Hey, no, it's illegal. You know, it's, yeah. it's federal law. I get in trouble. I can't do that. Yeah. Just uh, have something, immediate reply, and don't do it. Yeah. So thought that was pretty interesting yeah that's a crazy story yeah that, his whole presentation was pretty interesting yeah uh, the hundreds of thousands of tons that they're uh, confiscating it's immense uh, the that are, it's counterfeit chemicals yeah that's crazy I didn't know that was a thing yeah it's a huge thing I, I knew it was out and it's been in some articles and stuff but I didn't realize the volume yeah and so um, and it's happening all over the world a lot of it's coming out of uh, China he said, "I wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. That's just the realization. It's yeah. they're they're copying marketing chemistries and sending, you know, selling them cheap. They're selling. But so they, so it's just nothing, but they're pu- putting it in, in containers that look like other people's. Containers. No, it's pesticides, but it it may, for example, and he didn't say Termidor, but it may say Termidor, and you know, we know it's supposed to be fipronil and all that. And it could be some other just." highly toxic, illegal in the U.S. active ingredient. Oh, I got you. And uh, he even showed some stories of them selling uh, like little medicine vials with no um, directions at all on them. And uh, one of them was, uh, I don't remember what the active was, but it, um, it the lady verbally told the, uh, the customer that was buying it, uh, one syringe uh, to your cat for fleas it's supposed to be for fleas well the lady instead of putting it on the lady on the mm, cat no. gave it to her in the mouth and <laughs> killed the cat so uh, other examples was all the all the writings just in plain Chinese nobody yeah. could read it you know <laughs> so but That's, you know online you could google and buy what you think you're buying yeah and uh, be to- totally different you know so that's pretty interesting well, I mean, I think that goes back to another point of just being responsible with your labels and reading mm-hmm. and, like, you're the expert. So, like, that's another added value because, you know, I, I don't expect everybody's going to go share that story. But, I mean, that just that's another, it's kind of helpful, helpful to us if we do our jobs right. To, yeah. You know, give people peace of mind. That I've, One thing I've always wondered, and this may not go anywhere, but, like, all the stuff they sell at, 
Lowe's and Home Depot and whatever. I mean, those are all labeled. I mean, they're yeah. all, it's all the same. Yeah. It's not necessarily the same stuff we buy, but it's all, I mean, label is the law and you're supposed to, but you know, well, you know, pretty well that most people, they just grab a can and yeah. they go to town with whatever, right. you know, whatever it is. So, you know, it all gets misapplied. Yeah. All of it does. Yeah. Or for sure, if they take the effort to read it and it's one ounce per gallon, they think three ounces is better, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, even just the storage and disposal. It's mm. like a lot of that stuff's probably the same, like take to a special yeah. waste and they just throw it yeah. away, you know. Yeah, pour it down the sink or so, whatever. So. Uh, I just thought it's interesting. Some, something I've always wondered, like, uh, how does that, you know, how does that work? And, um, you know, that's, I think that's one reason why we have the job we have is, you know, all they sell stuff over the counter, but nobody's gonna look at the label yeah. and apply it the way it needs to be done. Not just that, like even some of our labels, you could go, well, we're not gonna do it that way. Like, we're not gonna just do it. Just because the label says. Right, yeah. just because the label says, you know, broadcast application. Well, we're yeah. not gonna do that because we know that's not gonna be effective. Yeah, more of a precise application would be better. Did you see that share that uh, Josh shared yesterday on the Pesty? Mm -mm. It's a uh, web-based, home pest service and it's called I don't remember the exact words uh, pro material or something like that and so you can buy this little package it's like a collapsible like maybe one gallon bag and it comes with your little applicator and your chemical and you pour it in there and pour the water and put your applicator on it all comes through the mail mm -mm. and so I read into it as Lambicihalothin is what it it is and uh, they're saying it lasts for 90 days and mm. um, it's a reoccurring membership for like $29 every time they automatically send it to you, so you sign up. And uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept, but I don't see it launching. People don't want to do it. They need the education. It's not yeah. the chemical, and maybe a lot of people will try it, but they'll, I think, pretty quick. That'd be like us putting demand around the house and saying, oh, you're not going to be bugs ever for <laughs> yeah. 90 days. You yeah. know, We know that's not yeah. going to work. We all know that better than that. I had a, a friend that was uh, talking about mosquito mosquito treatments mm -hmm. and it just just based on the time and they're like oh yeah I can't remember the name of the company they were saying they they said they were they're gonna guarantee no mosquitoes for 90 days and I was like I mean and I, I don't remember the cost but I was like there's no way I mean already they're failing you yeah it's like I don't know what they're putting out that's gonna stop mosquitoes for 90 days there's not um, and so uh, you know I was able to go Man, I wouldn't invest my money in that. No. And they asked me what we do, and I said, "Well, we'll probably we'll probably be a little more expensive, but we're going to come out at the right frequency and make sure yeah. you're not mosquitoes." I guess you might could uh, might could sell that right now, right? Going into fall, yeah. You could do a ninety day guarantee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we guarantee. Actually, we we, we guarantee for six yeah, months, yeah. couldn't we? <laughs> That's pretty good marketing, yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, I guess for the group, anybody watching, um, you know, any thoughts on 